Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles and Brian McElfish. Hey everyone, how you doing out there today? We're so glad you came back to the CFBDynasty.com podcast. My name is Matt Knowles. I'm here alongside the founder and creator of CFB Dynasty, Mr. Brian McElfish. Brian, how you doing today? Hey, I'm great, man. Uh, just here in the uh, Ocala office for uh, Searchalytics and uh, taking a break to do the pod. Super stoked to be on Talking Football. We're so close. Awesome, awesome. So today we're going to be talking all things wide receivers. We're not going to be worried about the tops of the list. We're going to be talking about sleepers, pitfalls, question marks, bounce backs, things like that that are not going to be what you're going to get on the typical rankings list. Uh, and Real quick, we are 17 days away from the start of the college football season. I know we're all excited, but I know that probably no one is as is excited as Brian McElfresh. Brian, 17 days from now, what are you going to be doing on college football uh, opening Saturday? Give us a day in the life of BMAC on that opening Saturday. So opening Saturday, uh, we've got a pretty good slate. I'll obviously be watching football. We're going to have a lot of guys from the home league over, uh, probably do – some sort of a, a smoke out and before you say not what you're thinking immediately probably but smoking out some ribs some brisket something like that to kind of get that full feel of fall except for the weather because we're here in florida and it's still flaming hot outside during the day but otherwise oh man fully free and reserved for college football that saturday can't wait uh, it's gonna be awesome i can't wait as well um we're going to talk about news and notes, any little things that pop up when we do these podcasts. Like I said, it's 17 days from the start of the college football season. Had a huge piece of breaking news happen this morning. Sam Hartman, the quarterback at Wake Forest, is out indefinitely with an undisclosed non-football-related medical condition. That is a, a that is massive in the ACC and massive in fantasy football. Sam Hartman is a, is a valued quarterback and somebody that can raise the value of the players around him. Brian, what do you think about this huge news that dropped just this morning? Oh, man, it affects everyone at Wake. And with the uh, indefinite uh, kind of tag for him, ugh, you kind of got to shy away from Wake Forest in general in, in the draft. And uh, that's one of the things that we'll be doing uh, as we adjust our rankings with another big update coming on Friday. But, uh, yeah, that's that's rough news. Yeah, that's unfortunate as well. I mean, obviously, as an NC State fan, you know, Wake Forest is one of their, their heated rivals, but you hate seeing a quality player like that go down with something that sounds a lot more serious than, than a hangnail or a, or a sprained ankle. I mean, this sounds like something that, that's a life thing. So you really just hate to see stuff like that go down. Yeah, and we keep dropping all of this news in the Discord, and that's really where we want to build a community just of college football fans, people that just want to come in, talk, and uh, – chat about college football, but we want to break all the news and everything there too. So every practice update you'll see in the conference talk section. So other things like, oh, Grant Wells taking first team reps uh, at Virginia Tech at quarterback is listed in the ACC channel. And then we've got, you know, all kinds of other news. And as it happens, we'll keep updating that daily. Um, so you'll see it all there. And that's gonna directly affect our rankings and do you uh, have the uh, do you have the discord uh, up where you can bring it up in the in the other window absolutely that's a good idea for those of you on youtube i'm gonna pop it up here now so you can see uh some of this under the conference talk there um <clears throat> you'll see news happening you know tj finley 
having some sort of moped trying to elude the elude the cops you know maybe that does nothing for his his battle with Zach Calzada uh, at Auburn but anyways all of this news is there Dominic Johnson unsure if he'll be ready for the season opener uh, for Arkansas Rocket Sanders seemingly uh, claiming that RB1 spot definitely going into the season and should be able to keep that up but all that news is in there um, would love to come in and chat with you guys we're now less than a year away from the video game. We've got a specific uh, kind of chat line for that one. But yeah, anything you guys want to talk about that's college football focused, hey, we're in there. Love to chat. And one of the great things about the Discord, we'll get to it at the very end of this podcast. If you want to ask a question, if you have any kind of comments for us, put it there in the Discord. And uh, the best ones we're going to make sure we get to at the uh, the end of the show. And that's exactly what we're going to do today is we're going to get to some of your questions and comments uh, when this thing wraps up uh, here, when this thing is done. All right. So BMAC, let's get get right down to it. Let's start talking wide receivers. I know you and the team that works behind the scenes at CFB Dynasty for the rankings have uh, toiled and come up with some great rankings uh, for wide receivers. But you see some guys out there that you think are uh, getting drafted. Their ADPs are far below what you think their value really is. So let's get right down to it. Who are some of the guys that you want to talk about that are getting drafted too low as far as you're concerned and why? Who's the first guy? Yeah, sure. So the first guy on the list and his average ADP is 118th but he is easily going to crush that ADP is Tyrone Tracy from Purdue. So you've got this Purdue pass happy offense, Aiden O'Connell back healthy at quarterback, no competition there with Jake Plummer moving on to Cal. Uh, David Bell, he's in the NFL at uh, in Cleveland now. Milton Wright, who was pretty much clearly going to be that number two guy who was going to step in as wide receiver one this year. Uh, is academically ineligible. The third guy, Jackson Anthrop, is gone. Anyways, Tyrone Tracy comes in, and not only is he going to be catching passes, he's uh, in the spring, in the spring game, and in the fall already, This pra- uh, in fall practices, he's taking snaps at running back too. So you just figure he's going to be maybe not you know a completely Percy Harvin-type role, but um, you can expect him to crush that ADP. All right, that's great. That's great. Who's the, who's the next guy on your list? Uh, I'm going in order of ADP of guys that I think are going to outperform. So we've got JoJo Earl. He's currently um, being drafted most recently in the 187 uh, ADP range. JoJo Earl is someone who is supremely talented. He's incredibly quick, and he's just he's just a baller. Like he's going to get the ball. He's got great hands, great in the slot, cross the middle, and in that Alabama offense, uh, some of these young receivers are going to really outperform their ADP, and and JoJo Earl is that guy for me at Alabama. Well, if you look at the last couple years at Alabama as well, um, they are putting out some incredible wide receivers. The the number of guys they've had drafted in the top of the draft in the NFL in the last couple years is just unbelievable. Uh, The thing about Alabama wide receivers is – if you get those guys that are going to be the uh, the bell cows there, the ones that are going to be getting all the re- all the targets, all the receptions, you're going to have a, a diamond in the rough. One of your own, your personal five star guys. If you get one of those guys that is third or fourth or fifth, 
they may not do a whole lot for you this year. I know a couple years ago um, when it was Devontae Smith, um, you know, there was only two guys that were getting basically uh, passes. It was Devontae Smith and um, Jalen Waddle. There wasn't a whole lot of other guys that were getting, uh, getting even targets, but every year Alabama reloads. So is Jojo Earl going to be the guy this year, one of those top two slots, top three slots, or is he going to be a guy in the future? Alabama is normally an offense that you want to take a chance on because uh, they, they find a way to really get some, get some stats out of their wide receivers for sure. And they will with Bryce Young back at quarterback. They've got Tyler Harrell that came over from Louisville. He is practicing. He's not 100%. So you can just expect other than Jermaine Burton, who's, you know, a top 10 fantasy uh, option at receiver for Alabama this year, Jojo Earl is someone I love to kind of outperform there. Um, Next on the list in the 150 ADP range is Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Um, this one, there's some trepidation a little bit because <clears throat> they've got uh, a few other guys that we really don't have a clear wide receiver one for Ole Miss. But Mingo's been there. He's been in the system. They've had some other guys transfer in. I think Mingo is going to end up being that guy. He's a you know big body, outside receiver, definitely a prime red zone target. You'll expect good quarterback play no matter which way they go um, at quarterback. But yeah, Mingo is someone who's kind of oddly fallen uh, since mock drafts early in the summer, late in the spring. Um, as people are kind of falling in love with others. I still th I still like Mingo a lot there at Ole Miss. Um, I'm not as hyped about him as I am JoJo Earl or Tyrone Tracy, but Mingo is someone that you can look for late in drafts, and, and he'll outperform his ADP. I think it's interesting because I've got uh, Brian's list on the, on the backside. I can see the guys that he's uh, got targeted to talk about in this show. And it's odd to see all these guys from, like, upper echelon power five schools that are not getting the love uh just like the next guy on your list i'll let you go to him but the next guy list another upper echelon power five school uh, with a wide receiver just like getting a whole lot of love right now Jaden hazelwood so he was the number one receiver i believe when he came out uh at least for one of the recruiting databases but uh he's transferred into arkansas and really arkansas the way they've targeted him they want him to be what Traylon Burks was last year. Um, they don't go super deep in terms of fantasy relevant wide receivers. Uh, but Burks last year, 66 catches, 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns. Hazelwood has a s similar body type, a little bit more athletic, but um, a deep threat for sure. A uh, tall receiver, great red zone target. I'll expect him to lead the way uh, for Arkansas. And just kind of not a very exciting player. He's someone that a lot of people took in Debbie drafts and stuff, and they've cooled on him over the years just based on performance. But at Arkansas this year, he's going to be the featured guy. And uh, we'll see how that shakes out. It should be great for them. He's currently ADP around 176 recently. And then we have one more from the, the upper echelon power fives right now in this group. So uh, let's go to uh, Emeka Egiba from Equica uh, from Ohio State. Yeah, I like him as a supremely talented receiver. Um, <clears throat> you, if you look at like USC, they've got 
a bunch of wide receivers that are getting drafted kind of high, which is going to lead to some disappointment there. Um, not to bury the lead on something we'll talk about later in the podcast, but Ohio State, probably the best passing attack in the country. And so outside of your top couple that everyone's drafting really high with um, you know, Marvin Harrison and Smith and Jigba, they're going to have a third guy that, that's worthy. And, and certainly in best ball leagues, you're going to have Ekbuka kind of blow up some weeks, and you'll just expect that. So I like him a lot there, and he's someone, especially if you're in some sort of dynasty or keeper league, he's someone to draft or trade for now um, when, with Smith, uh, <clears throat> Jackson Smith and Jigba, sorry, goes pro, and then uh, you'll have Harrison and Egbuka there. All right, so we finally are going to get to a group of five school, a uh, group of five school that I am definitely, uh, definitely a homer on. Not because, uh, not because they're my favorite school, but because I just really love Grayson McCall as a quarterback. But uh, if you watch this podcast or listen to it last week, we talked about Coastal Carolina's running game having some sleepers. Now we're going to go to Brian McElfresh's next sleeper, which is a wide receiver at Coastal Carolina. Why is this guy on your list there, Brian? 6'4", 210-pound transfer in. He uh, could end up just being the main target. Obviously, also in the red zone, touchdowns are huge for fantasy. He's going to get a lot of targets. Um, We're talking Sam Pinckney, by the way. My bad. Sam Pinckney, yes. Sorry. Good good call there, Matt. Um, and I think it's hilarious that in the home league, Uncle Joe just cut him. So I was like, what is he doing? Uh, add him to my uh, to my draft board hey, there. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe's got to keep things interesting for us. I mean, if you guys don't know Uncle Joe, man, Uncle Joe, he's actually Brian's uncle, but, you know, he's Uncle Joe to everybody. Uh, but Joe, Joe's won championships across the across many different leagues. And there's times that Joe will ask us a question like, what are the rules of the league? And you're like, Joe, you've been playing for 15 years, man. You should know these rules by now. So, uh, so Joe, we just made you famous. You're now a, a, a topic of discussion on the podcast. And uh, we need you to do something crazy at our draft coming up this weekend. We have our, uh, our fill-in draft for the, the home league, as Brian calls it, where uh, we're drafting to replace all of our guys that left the college league to go to the pros uh, or who went to a non-fantasy position or went to an FCS school. So we have our, our, our college draft, and uh, Joe's going to be there. He's going to be keeping us entertained with uh, – his silliness and insanity and uh, keeping us all on our toes. Yeah, you've got it. He's just one of the characters of our of our personal league, and it's awesome. Um, but, um, yeah, if you find him on Discord, he's Pac Joe. Uh, anyways, give him a hard time if you if you connect with him. But, um, yeah, so Sam Pinckney, love him there. Uh, he's currently ADP 147, which is up a little bit from the 154 that we had previously uh, in spring. But yeah, check him out. Great, great sleeper pick who could end up being one of the, the better receivers. And then we're going to get kind of deep here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and mention Julian Fleming as someone who you know, could potentially have uh, one of the starter roles, but uh, you know, maybe not. So we'll see how that kind of shakes out in fall camp. But Fleming, Egbuka, both of those guys at Ohio State are, are there to watch. Um, I've got two two final ones. Bo Collins is an elite, elite talent at Clemson. Um, but the problem is, is he's at Clemson where there's kind of quarterbacks been disappointing. But 
They've got a five-star backup this year. So I think we'll see early on um, with the Georgia Tech and a really desperate Georgia Tech team week one. We'll see if uh, DJU is going to kind of turn it around and, and win the job because they've got some easier games right after that. Um, but if Clemson does figure it out, Bo Collins figures to be the feature wide receiver and someone who's going to far exceed his 203 ADP. I mean, in touchdowns alone, uh, he, he'll crush that <clears throat> if they figure it out uh, and through the air there at Clemson. I think you have one more on the list. Lastly, yes. Um, kind of an annoying recruitment to follow if you did. Uh, Brew McCoy, who was, was he going to go to Texas or USC? He doesn't know. And then he transfers over to Tennessee um, in, you know, one of the fastest paced offenses in the country. I think they were the fastest paced, at least in the SEC. And they're, they're hurting on defense at Tennessee. They're going to be in more shootouts, um, specifically hurting at DB. So Brew McCoy, if he can come in with his talent, with his size, um, he can come in and kind of be wide receiver two there to Cedric Tillman. They're going to have a great one-two punch potentially there, and that's one that he'll either boom or bust really quickly, but someone worth taking a shot at late in your draft. All right, good stuff. So that's the sleepers that we have for right now. We do have a couple other categories that we want to get down to. So let's talk about some uh, some questions. Some questions. Um, Stuff we talked about a little bit earlier, things like uh, A.T. Perry at Wake Forest. If you have him on your draft board, you want to put a big question mark beside him. That doesn't mean take him off the board because he's an elite receiver. But now that you've had the news come out about his quarterback, that's going to be massive. Um, is A.T. Perry at Wake Forest going to uh, be able to produce what you need? And, and the other thing to think about as well is it also matters what kind of league you're in. If you're in a yearly redraft league, you may want to shy away from them because of the situation that just happened. If you're in a college dynasty or a college to pro dynasty, sometimes you're not drafting for what the guy is going to do this year. You're drafting for what he's going to do next year or for the potential of him to graduate up to the next level. So you always have to keep all of those different things in mind. So the longer your league is, the less you'd probably want to shy away from a player that's got an injury concern on their team. Uh, but I think this just this morning, that really put a big question mark beside A.T. Perry if you have him on your board. Is there anybody else, Brian, that you know of off the top of your head? Or any any situations? It could be a situation at a school where you look at and say, what's the big question mark going to be there? Off the top of my head, um, not really. I have some that, that I'm going to get into when we go into the questions from Discord. So I'll save mine for that. But, yeah, not, nothing else for me yet. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna throw – we have a category for bounce backs. I'll just give my bounce back right here. I'd like to see what happens with Marvin Mims at Oklahoma this year. Uh, Marvin Mims came in as a freshman. Uh, when he came in, he was the number five wide receiver on Oklahoma offense uh, preseason, and uh, he ended up becoming their most valuable receiver and uh, their, one of their most consistent players in his freshman year. Last year, that was not the case. Last year, Oklahoma's offense had a lot of issues, and uh, he just got lost in the shuffle. There was talk of him potentially transferring in the offseason, uh, but he stayed. I really want to see what Marvin Mims is going to do because if we can get that Marvin Mims – from uh, his freshman year, then Marvin Mims could be a potential first-round draft pick um, in the upcoming NFL draft. But if we get the Marvin Mims from last year, we're probably going to see him on a at a different school next year. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Dylan Gabriel from USC transferring in, who he kind of gels with. You kind of got to figure it's going to be Mims. Uh, Hazelwood's gone, as we mentioned earlier. Um, I like that uh, call out a lot. I think Mims has good potential to exceed where he's being drafted and kind of get back to form of what we expect from him. You could see some crazy highlights, um, but uh, Dylan Gabriel is more of a pocket passer um, than what they've had there. So I think that's going to be really interesting. All things pointing in Mims' favor. All right. So as you said earlier, so as not to bury the lead, we have a couple other notes for some other questions. But we are going to, instead of asking the question to one another, we're going to go to the Discord because there's a couple of good comments, a couple of good questions coming out the Discord, and we want to make sure that we are showing you guys, if you go and participate in the CFB Dynasty Discord channel, that you have a chance to actually get yourself onto, uh, onto this podcast. Let's do it. So um, we had Big Red hit us up with uh, one of the questions what are the common pitfall scenarios uh, that you see? So when when someone asks something like that, I, I want to first define it. So in my opinion, a common pitfall scenario would be like a player or a, a position that looks really appealing, but the sit and the situation, uh, sorry, the situation will naturally kind of lead you to a fantasy disparity. And we don't want you all to be depressed. So let's take a look at a few of these situations to potentially avoid. Um, based on average draft position alone, you can pretty much guarantee that USC wide receivers, there's going to be some disappointed people. Um, you had Mario Williams transfer with Caleb Williams, uh, from Oklahoma to USC and Mario Williams was looking great at that point. You were a little like Gary Bryant Jr. really took off, uh, last year when, um, when their top receiver went down and uh, kind of he was going to be the guy and then Mario came in and now Mario's going to be the guy. And then Jordan Addison transferred in from Pitt, who was the Bolitnikoff winner. So you've got those three guys pairing with like who was a former great player at Memphis, Taj Washington, and other great receivers that have transferred in. Um, You've just got to be careful with USC. You've got to wait and get good value if you're going to go with a Mario Williams or a Gary Bryant Jr. You know, we've got Jordan Addison pretty high on our rankings list. But dang, there's certainly other good, talented players there. And they're going to, they've already talked about playing eight um, and having, you know, some crazy packages there for receivers. That's just not a situation that's appealing to me. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I know you said, uh, you said you have a couple others. What's the next one on your potential pitfall list? Why you, you know what, why you can, yeah, well, yeah. So LSU. Sorry about that. I mean, that's all good. You. LSU quarterback. So, you know, they've got a three way battle. Um, and, you know, I was just recently listening to Josh Pate on late kick, kind of going over his news and notes from Intel around the country. And he he pretty much thinks Nussmeyer is going to start at some point in the season. Um, and then you've got the, you know, the three-way battle there. So you look at, you know, the quarterback that's going to be throwing to Keishon Boutte, one of the ta most talented, best receivers in the country. And that can be appealing. But that quarterback situation is is far less than appealing for fantasy purposes. You know, if even if you're in best ball, it's like one of those you just 
pretty much want to avoid unless you get a steal or if you draft like super late right before the season and you've got good intel then maybe you can uh, make that jump I'll tell you one of my pitfalls and this is just an in general draft note one of my pitfalls I know Brian is going to get a chuckle out of this is don't fall too much in love with group of five guys doesn't mean don't draft them I love group of five guys my roster is always made up of a lot of group of five players but if your entire roster is built around group of five, think about the way a schedule is built. And a lot of times um, you're going to have group of five teams going and getting waxed in uh, earlier season games or in week 12, which could be championship games. And uh, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you have got so many guys in group of five because you've got a, you know, years ago, you had the Bowling Green offense going crazy. Last year you had Western Kentucky's offense going crazy. Um Make sure you have a balance because if you go all group of five, just because those offenses put up tons and tons of points, um, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you might have weeks that are super important that you're not going to have a whole lot of guys you can really count on because you've got the SEC teams bringing in, you know, uh, Sisters of Mercy to go smack them around before rivalry week. So uh, just keep yourself keep yourself away from making sure your whole roster is not completely group of five. Yeah, a couple more. That's a good call out for sure there. Um, Georgia hasn't had a thousand yard running back since DeAndre Swift, which, you know, it's only a couple years ago. But you kind of just think of Georgia as a, a running powerhouse. Great O line, of course, great recruiting across the board. And they do have a stable of running backs. Um, but with uh, the dual threat quarterback, um man i just don't think this is the year that they're gonna feature a running back and i hope i'm wrong because i love um you know they've got obviously um <clears throat> a couple of guys that'll take the lead there and then they've got some young guys that are coming in um that's gonna that'll get some touches too and they're all gonna be exciting to watch uh if if one guy ends up taking the lead there certainly i would be happy to change my tune but for now i'd say Avoid UGA, kind of where they're getting drafted, unless you can get one super late. It's going to be the dreaded running back by committee. And then Memphis, man, I just can't fully get a good pulse on Memphis. We're just going to have to continue to follow what's going on in fall practice. Um, so Memphis last year was led by Brandon Thomas, freshman, won the job, um, 5.8 yards per carry, eight touchdowns, um, but only 116 attempts because he ended up fumbling a couple times, kind of losing the trust there of the coaching staff. And Rodriguez Clark came in and got some touches. And then a transfer in in the offseason from Jay Ducker, um, who had 1,180 yards, only three touchdowns, but 1,100 yards from Northern Illinois. So you kind of figure maybe Ducker's going to be the guy. Maybe Brandon Thomas is going to be the guy. Maybe they split touches or, or whatever too much to be really fantasy relevant. Kind of miss those uh, Norvell uh, Memphis rushing offenses for fantasy. I think for, me, I think for me, one of the pitfalls is uh, looking at a school like Western Kentucky that had a unicorn kind of situation happen where you had uh, Zappy that was at Houston Baptist that went to Western Kentucky with some familiar faces that actually brought him up there. And he went absolutely insane, had one of the best seasons ever in the history of college football last year. 
Um, so there were wide receivers that were having stats just completely going crazy at Western Kentucky last year. But Zappi's not there anymore, and there's nothing saying that there is a Zappi Jr. that's going to be the quarterback. I mean, you you have a guy, like I said, that literally went from two different schools to, you know, and he was he was performing at a high level. So just because those Western Kentucky receivers were amazing last year doesn't mean that they're going to stay that way. So just keep your eye on those kind of situations. Who's left that's going to be getting him that ball? Another one that's going to be interesting. You've got uh, kind of a boom or d- disappointment kind of scenario. Is that Northern Illinois at running back? You know, they run the ball a lot. Um, they run the ball more than they throw the ball. They've got a fullback last year that had more than 100 carries. So interesting offense. You know, that's fun to me, really. Jay Ducker uh, led in attempts and yards, and now he's gone to Memphis. But you've got Harrison Whaley, who started out really hot, and then he was hurt. Ontario Brown came on. He was really good. Um, both of them had... Five, more than 500 yards and four or five touchdowns. And uh, just kind of got to wait and see if one of them ends up taking the lead there. They both can be fantasy relevant at Northern Illinois, but uh, not worthy of, you know, an RB1 or maybe even an RB2 in, in your league, um, you know, depending on how big it is. All right. Did you say you have one more in the questions or in the pitfalls or is that all of them? Um, that's, that's all for now. Um, and if you guys have others that you want to chat through, you know, just find us on the discord. Um, certainly feel free to hop into the the podcast channel and submit some questions, but, uh, yeah, great question there from big red. Now, did you say there was a couple other comments that you want to do to shout out from the discord channel? Um, so yeah, so Mike Dillingham, um, met with me and talked about an idea for rankings and i've had this honestly from a couple members in the past but uh just whenever we do make adjustments kind of publishing them and then what happened it can be pretty cumbersome to kind of go through and update a bunch of players where they're ranked and then also list out everything and why so we are at least going to add some sort of arrow so like a green up arrow red down arrow as players are are moving around and um we'll try and keep our notes uh popping in there so that you can kind of see uh the reasons why and uh we'll let we'll let you know first on the discord certainly update twitter too whenever there's a, a big update that happens so that you can in case you've got rankings downloaded, um, can kind of re-download and, and adjust from there. Now, Brian, how many guys do you have right now, without naming names, how many guys do you have that are actually the team working on those rankings with you right now? Because it's not just you that's doing this, right? Right. So we've got, I don't, I don't mind naming names, yeah, but yeah, we've names. got, <laughs> so Zach, Zach Tao helps out quite a bit. We talk through players and things like that. Um, Danny Tucker, we've got Josiah Connor on the team. Mike Dillingham, he and I will will, you know, talk through everything. Doug Gravely and uh, and a couple other guys that help out from time to time. But it's it's always good to have that collaboration and kind of get people who have different uh, perspectives. Ideally, in the future. We'll have people that uh, kind of own a, a conference so that they can kind of, you know, it's kind of difficult to just say Pac-12 right now, knowing that they're kind of falling apart a little bit. But um, 
let's just say someone on the west coast who is focused there that's that's really the future goal is to have conference specific people working on on rankings and kind of collaborating um but yeah right now we've got a, a really good group of guys that that help out a ton with the rankings so while we talk about brian who talks about the home league i call it the expert league the reason why i call it our experts league outside of zach tau every other name that has been mentioned in this podcast uncle joe mike dillingham josiah connor danny tucker uh brian and myself these are all guys that are in that league so what that means is if these guys are in in the weeds and they are they're deep in it you're not going to be pulling one over on these guys you're talking about having to get there and beat the best of the best to get to the top of the hop to the top of the heap so uh yeah so that's why if you if you're getting information if you see brian mckelpers is doing great in his league if you see he's got good information he's got a lot of very intelligent guys that are working for cfb dynasty so that's why you want to make sure that you go out there and get yourself a subscription to cfbdynasty.com so that you can have access to all these rankings these are not guys that are just fly by night they're pulling it from the other sites that are out there they're actually working diligently to make sure they've got intense information because they want to be at the top of our experts league as well no doubt that's a good call out and yeah we just want to we want to have fun we want to produce a great product and uh, we really look forward to kind of talking through things with you guys as we go into you know the season where on the discord we'll be talking through kind of waiver wire pickups every week who should you pick up if they're free or not free uh depending on you know some data that we have and then we're also going to be perfecting our algorithm to help you set dfs lineups and we'll try and make a lot of money together um and, and hope that we can build a tool that will provide great insights um for those dfs lineup optimizations all right so the last thing i guess before we have our next podcast we're going to have that draft we would love to be able to uh, share with you guys some of the results of that draft uh you know it's going to be a little bit different because a lot of the top players are already on rosters so when you see our our draft from this sunday you're going to be like well, why wasn't this guy drafted why wasn't that guy drafted well because they're already on one of our our experts rosters um we'd love to be able to talk with you uh, about that next week on the podcast give you some of the highlights um, especially give you one of the uh, the question marks, you know, why, why did Uncle Joe draft that guy for the third time? Um, you know, we'd love to be able to share that with you guys. Let us know in the Discord if you guys want to hear about that. Uh, let us know what kind of questions that you have specifically about how our draft goes or any other question that you have out there. Uh, so, Brian, unless you have something something else for this podcast, why don't you tell them what we're going to be doing next week? Next week, we'll be diving into tight ends. Um, and then, and really, that's all that I have for this podcast. I know Zach and I will be talking through this insane league. And Matt, I need to get you in, in the loop on this too. But this league is going to be totally different. Never heard of anything like it. We've been testing it out. But it's going to be a members league. You're all going to be welcome. We are going to run it this year. Um, and we're going to have our draft as close to kickoff um, for week one as possible. Cannot wait. It's going to be it's going to be a blast. So we'll talk soon about that. And uh, man, that's all for now. I appreciate you guys for listening. All right, Brian, before we get off of here, why don't you tell them where they can find you and or CFB Dynasty on social media? So if they want to follow you outside of Discord, obviously you want them to go to Discord first. If they want to follow you on social media at any other place, where are they going to go? Yeah, at CFB Dynasty. Twitter is where most of the action takes place. We'll, we'll try and do better on Instagram, kind of providing some behind the scenes kind of stuff. But uh, 
Yeah, Twitter mostly. I'm the one who manages at CFB Dynasty. All right, my name is Matt Knowles. I am one half of Insymmetry Creations, content writing, co uh, comic writing, panel hosting, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I will be at uh, GeekedCon in Shreveport, Louisiana next week. If uh, you happen to be at GeekedCon and you want to come by the booth or you want to come by one of the panels that I'm hosting and you want to talk a little bit of college fantasy football, feel free to come up and say, hey, man, I saw you up there with the one and only Brian McKelfish on the podcast. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Like I said, you can, uh, it's going to be hashtag InSim or forward slash InSim on Facebook, InSim Creations on Twitter, InSymmetry Creations on Instagram, or InSymmetryCreations.com. Uh, but that's it for me. So, Brian, unless you have some closing words, do you have anything else you want to say? Nope. I'm good to go. I do have my tickets for week one. I'm super stoked. Uh, Utah coming into the swamp as a favorite. As a favorite. I can't wait to see that. Hopefully they, they go home disappointed. I can't wait to see uh, NC State take the field this year. They're getting some of the highest rankings, highest preseason rankings they have ever had in their history. They've got 14 of their 15 top defenders coming back, probably have the number one linebacking crew in the country. Can't wait to see Devin Leary, the preseason ACC player of the year, see if we can uh, actually make good on these rankings instead of being the perennial disappointment, which seems like it always happens at NC State. Can we actually live up to all these, uh, all these, uh, these, these national rankings? Anyways, I am Matt Knowles, and he is Brian McElfresh. This is the CFBDynasty.com podcast. We thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.